When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Right now. Darren. You know, Andre DuPont, the old Philadelphia Flyer tough guy, was nicknamed Moose. And you being a tough guy. Right. But in hockey, when I was younger, another player came across the middle and made the most devastating check I've ever made in my life. Take off the helmet, and it's a girl. So the coach slapped at a boy, Moose, just like the Moose. And I'm like, I have no idea. Oh, I didn't get the text line. The one sports show where roughing is encouraged. How about that? How about that? Welcome inside hour two of the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, it's Rod's week off. Darren DuPont back in the chair this week. Amanda Ruler beside. I'm still here. Good morning. (laughs) It's 11. Our time. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm enjoying the show so far. Good. It's fun just like chatting and catching up with you guys. And I'm reading all the comments on there. And people are bringing up other women that are being hired in other industries like the NHL and I really appreciate that everyone is supporting that so much. And that makes me feel hopeful for women in the future, just working in the industry that's so male driven, because that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to break that barrier. So Danielle Goyette, appreciate it. Haley Wickenheiser, yes. big promotions in the Toronto Maple Leafs organization. But uh, it is game day. Uh, Jets. And Oilers, we wanted to get the representation on here. Um, game day, so get us your thoughts. How are you enjoying game day? Uh, the Prairie Mobile text line is open at 306-840-8777. We'll get to your comments here. Um, and on the, uh, the wall, too, the comment wall, YouTube, and Facebook. Do we have that picture of John Ohm? Do you want to put that up now? The blue hair? I see. <laughs> All right. After Dustin, we'll get to that photo. But uh, it's the Oilers and the Jets tonight. So let's bring in Dustin Nielsen uh, from TSN Radio in Edmonton. How are you, Dusty? Good to see you. Good, buddy. I'm intrigued about this picture now. I want to see this picture. What's this picture about? I know, right? Uh, We asked how how folks are celebrating game day, and John's in Winnipeg. He said he's got the blue hair going on. But speaking of game day and, like, traditional things, what's the situation in Edmonton? Because when I was looking last night, there was a start of the whiteout, wasn't it? Snowing in Edmonton? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's snow on the ground today, which is, uh, I mean, usually it's coming up May long. You're going to get snow in Edmonton. And then, you know, they do. And, and then we also have a, a playoff game to finally get to as well. So, yeah, a little bit. I just actually, somebody just tweeted me a picture of a snowman that they built this morning with an Oilers scarf around it. So uh, it's like <laughs> we got the regular playoff hockey here in April, Matt. It's amazing. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But how much anticipation has there been? I mean, since, what, Friday or Saturday, the playoffs got started, and you got to go day after day waiting to get going here in the North. Yeah, you know what? It's uh, with the way these games have gone, I think people have been even getting more excited. I mean, a few of these series so far, well, the most of them have been absolutely incredible hockey. Some of it very physical. I mean, it's been great. And the weird thing about this one is that we've basically known it was going to be Oilers and Jets for like two months. I mean, since Montreal had their red hot start, then completely fell off and Toronto kind of separated from the pack. We've been projecting Oilers Jets since like early March. So we've just been waiting for this game one now for like 90 days. And now, uh, now it's finally here. Here, the two teams are in a little bit of a different spot. Um, but yeah, the vibe this morning, the buzz on my show, people are just people. We had so I go on the air at six o'clock, dupes, and yep. uh, we had a text at 2 30 in the morning. 
We had a text at like 3.15 in the morning. We had five or six texts in the four o'clock hour. And then we had like 30 texts in the five o'clock hour. People were texting the show at 2.30 in the morning because they couldn't sleep because of the game tonight. You know, that's unbelievable. But that also like infuriates me a little bit because I watch games in Carolina and they put 12,000 people in there. You know, imagine what they'd be doing in Edmonton if they could actually go to the building for the game tonight. It would be it would be something else. And after that news that popped up in Montreal about possibly having 2,500 in there for Game Six, if it gets to that, I know there's been people you know who've been texting and being like, "Dusty, you're hearing anything here in Edmonton?" And I I, I know the Oilers you know have you know, they've been working very close with um, you know Alberta Health since essentially having the bubble here uh, you know a year ago now. So they've got some good contacts there. I mean, if any market in the West was going to be able to pull this off, it'd probably be the one with the Oilers and the relationship with Alberta right now. But you know the province just isn't in a great spot um maybe maybe you know late second round early third round i don't i don't know i know their conversations have been had but uh let's see how it plays out if montreal does have it happen and uh, um, honestly a lot of it just gets me fired up for a cfl season because <laughs> if you can get people indoors in 2500 then we're certainly going to have people outdoors which will be great yeah i agree i agree and we had alan mayon from nbc in washington ahead of the caps and bruins um and he's not traveling to boston they can't even travel um outside of their their city so he was doing the games in the in the press box in the arena in washington but they're doing them off a monitor for the games in boston and we talked about the final four and even if you can get fans in edmonton and montreal and toronto and winnipeg i don't know if we're going to be crossing the border back and forth when we get to the final four like have you heard anything? What would be an seems, ideal situation? Seems highly unlikely. I mean, yeah. it seems highly unlikely. I think the likely situation would be whichever team comes out of the North has to go full Toronto Raptors here and, and call the United States home for for the rest of the run. But you're yeah, because you're right. I mean, you, let's say Montreal gets, you know, goes on a run somehow and, and comes out of the North and they've had 2,500 fans in their building for, you know, a series and a half. I don't think all of a sudden that just means that the that the border is going to miraculously be open here outside of the seven day quarantine that you needed in the first place. I mean, they might be holding out hope because what was the deadline had just passed again, right? They extended in another month. So I mean, yeah. maybe there's an outside shot, but I'd be I'd be pretty surprised at this point. I think we'd probably be foolish to plan for that. And it's weird because you haven't really seen even any of the insiders sort of lay out what the plan will be. So maybe they're waiting until the last second to actually um, figure out what's going to happen. Yeah, I think so. But if you go down to the States, and and Alan suggested that, what market would be your dream market for the Edmonton Oilers to go and play in? Like, would it be Phoenix? Because we assume there's a lot of Canadians there. He suggested Dallas. Somebody said Buffalo. Yeah, man, because you would be allowed to have fans in the building, right? So, yeah. And people would. Yeah, and people would probably and deal with a two-week quarantine coming home. They'd probably go down and try to check out that that's game. That's what he said. You know, would yeah. you take the two-week quarantine to go down there for 10 days to watch the series? Some people might. They'd be so desperate for hockey. Um, yeah, I'd probably be, I have to say, you know, probably down in Arizona. So if you're going to skip out on work and go yeah. down and then have to take two weeks off when you come back, you might as well stay down there and golf a little bit while you, while you get to check out the game. So, yeah, that might I, I wonder what they would do, though. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. It's weird that there hasn't been any sort of details leaked about possible plans here. Alan, our intern on Facebook, says, My Lord, Nielsen looks like Nick Nurse. He can pass off as a twin. Have you got that before? No, I've never got that before, but he's an excellent basketball coach and I'm a big yes. fan of the association. So I'll definitely take that. I can't, I'm not music. I'm not uh, as musically talented as, as Nick nurse, but I'll take the comparison. I think he's honestly a good looking man. So this is a great compliment here this morning. How about that? How about that? We're onto <laughs> something. I love it. So to the game tonight, Jets and, uh, and Oilers and, I mean, the season series, what, 7-2-0 seven, seven, and oh for the Oilers yeah. in the season series. It wasn't close. Hellebuck wasn't good. Mike Smith was, of course. You know, McDavid, 22 points in the season series, scored in every game. Um, how, does, how does Edmonton not win this series? Yeah, there's a couple of ways to victory here, I think, for Winnipeg. Uh, I do think the Oilers will win it. I think the weird thing for me right now is that and I've said this a couple of times on another, you know, on my show and stuff. Yeah, I feel like both teams are being a little bit disrespected here. Like Winnipeg a month ago, before they went into their slide, 
you know, were fighting with Toronto for top spot. They had that series coming up. You know, if they would have had success in it, they could have taken over top spot for a little bit. Uh, and they've been injured as of late and looks like they're still banged up heading into tonight. But they're still a good hockey team. I know they've they've really struggled down the stretch here, but they're still a good hockey team. So I think us here in Edmonton, anybody who's picking it to be four or five, I think we need to give the Jets a little bit more respect. And then anybody outside of the Edmonton market, you know, everybody seems to think Toronto's this heavy, heavy, heavy favorite to come out of the North. And they have the same amount of wins in, in regular, I think the same amount of wins or one more win than the Oilers this season. And going into the final weekend, the Oilers had more regulation wins than the Toronto Maple Leafs. So Toronto just managed to get more loser points along the way to have that little bit of separation up at the top. So as far as you know, the overall bigger picture for these two teams, I think we might be selling both of them a little short. But as, as for how the Winnipeg Jets find a route to success, I mean, usually it's the same recipe for success for the Winnipeg Jets. And it's Connor Hellebuck to stand on his head because they hemorrhage scoring chances against. And Hellebeck looked very average during the season series here, and that's why McDavid had at least two points in every single game, set an NHL record. So they don't seem to have a team in front of him that will be able to contain Connor McDavid. So I think it might have to be a combination of Hellebuck being brilliant, Mike Smith being average to below average, uh, because I don't know how Winnipeg approaches this. Like, the last thing you want to do is get into a run-and-gun affair with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle, even though, you know, when healthy, you've got a pretty good top nine up front, but I don't think your D-man can hold up um, their end of the bargain if that's how you want to play it. And at the same time, I mean, is Winnipeg a team that's built to win 2-1 hockey games? I, I really don't think they are in your typical playoff lockdown mode. So I think it's going to have to be Connor Hellebuck. Look, he's a goalie who's capable of doing it. He won the Vesna last year. He's got a couple of shutouts here in the last few weeks. Uh, he's a goalie that's capable of standing on his head, but he just hasn't been able to do that against the Oilers this year. Yeah, you're right. He's going to have to do that. Um, what's interesting, the lines that were on the ice yesterday for the Oilers, McDavid and Dreisaitl, not together. I think you're a fan of playing them together. Am I right? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't mind it. I think Dave Tippett's done a pretty good job this year of going back and forth from it. And he basically has said multiple times it's a situational thing. And there were a few times there near the end of the season, I think he left them together just so they could hammer that 100-point mark for Connor McDavid, and it definitely worked out. But, uh, you know, I, I think long-term, this is probably the way that you're going to have to go. And if he talks about it from a situational perspective, well, what's the situation with the Winnipeg Jets? The situation with the Winnipeg Jets is if Mark Shifley tries to shut down Connor McDavid the entire year, McDavid torch Shifley, and then you've got Stastny, if they decide to go Stastny against Leon Dreisaitl, Dreisaitl should have a significant advantage there. If you look at the numbers, Connor McDavid... You know, when they were apart this year, he scored a ton against Winnipeg. When they were together, they scored at even a higher rate. I think they played twenty, about 25% of their time together against Winnipeg this year, scored eight goals. Um, and McDavid spent so 75% of his time by himself against Winnipeg, scored 10 goals. So, I mean, they they just find a way to provide offense against the Winnipeg Jets. So, um, you know, it's always something Tippett can go to. I don't know if he, like, panics early in the series and decides to lock it in. We have seen him go to it mid, like, you know, mid to late game if they're looking for offense, and it, and it usually works, whether it's Jesse Pugliarvi or Kyler Yamamoto on the right side with those two guys. So I like the way that they're starting it, and we'll see how it plays out because he's moved back and forth from it quite a bit this year. Teams that aren't in the playoffs, I mean, their fan bases are, are they're hurting, Dusty. Jeff's in Calgary, and he says, I hope both the Oilers and the Jets lose this series. <laughs> Meanwhile, hey, he's going to watch the game this afternoon, right? He'll yeah. watch the game this afternoon, and uh, that's how that will go. Um, that is cool but, punishment, though, to watch those teams play uh, that out. That's tough. It yeah. really is. It really is. Um, <laughs> but I look at it, right, three timeouts per period, and they're, what, two, two and a half minutes each, TV timeouts um, yeah. per period. So with the extra rest, I mean, and you split these guys up, and if you need to, I mean, you can start pushing 25, 30 minutes if McDavid needs to be on the ice. That's McDavid or Dreisaitl oh, yeah. every single second of the hockey game. I mean, it becomes yeah, awful you tough. Could, you're right, man. You could, if you want to keep them separated and play them both for 25 minutes, I mean, they could be out there a ton, especially if they're going to get a lot of that power play time. So that's something that they do have going for them, like, probably for 75% of the game, they'll have the best forward on the ice. And that's why people say, well, you know, the Oilers only go as far as that time when they're not on the ice. But with the way McDavid and Drysaddle have been this year, I mean, buddy, they've been automatic. Connor McDavid's had one of the, I, I, you know, one of the greatest offensive seasons in the history of the game. And one of the teams he's victimized the most is the one that they're going to be playing here in the first round of the playoffs. So it's a luxury to have for Dave Tippett. There's no doubt about it. Um, and you know what? Like, I know those guys played a lot during the regular season, but let's be honest, we're 56 games in. 
You know, this is not after an 82-game grind. You got to go play up to 100 games to take a run at the Stanley Cup. Uh, 56 games. They've had two stretches of a week off in the middle of this weird season, too. So uh, I would think of, of the teams in the North, you know, the Oilers might be one of the most well-rested clubs. One more before we let you go, because if for some reason Winnipeg can shut down those two. Now, I think you just hope to contain them. I mean, if they score, each score a goal a game, you got a chance, right? If you can limit them to, to providing two goals. But um, looks like Cassian's in, no Tyler Ennis. What does the bottom six, the depth look like? Yeah, Cassian hasn't played in a while. He's been out. He's been injured. I, I didn't think they were even getting back to late first round, but this does make sense because the first round starting so late that it kind of hits that timeline that they were looking at. So they put him with Ryan McLeod and James Neal, and then they got Jujar Kara with Alex Chason and Josh Archibald. And uh, people seem pretty excited about McLeod casting and Neal. I mean, we'll see what they can do. As long as, as long as these two lines don't come out on the negative end of a hockey game. The others are usually pretty good. I mean, McDavid and Drysaddle at even strength, that lines, those lines are each going to probably, you know, create a goal or at least a bunch of chances. And if they get a power play, they got the best power play in the league with those two guys. So, you know, an opportunity to take advantage of it there. Cassian's the interesting one though. I mean, back in 2017, when they went on a, you know, a mini run, they went two rounds. Uh, he was great. I mean, he was very physical. You see what's happened so far with some of the physical play in the postseason. He hasn't had a good season, but I wonder if, you know, at some time off, here back healthy if he's able to provide a little bit of jump in their bottom six and I don't know if I don't know I don't think this series is going to be overly physical like some of the ones that we've seen so far maybe there's a little bit of that in game one but in the end these are two teams that you know feast on skill and I think that's what we'll probably see no that's great one of the things I love Canadian sports fans I mean they're hungry and I think they're underserved so we're seeing we see a lot of fans that watch your show, watch our show, and our show, watch Hustler Show, and Hustler Show, watch your show, and yeah. you know we're all kind of <laughs> consuming together. So they want to know. I think it was John in Winnipeg uh, wants to know what's your favorite or what's your most valuable card that you pulled because they're following along with the crack pack and you know your your oh. card collection. And I've got a lot of card that I pulled. I've got a lot of cards that I bought along the way. They're all up on the wall over here. But that's uh, one I pulled so far. Probably like since I started doing the the cracking of packs online with uh, Break Kings that I teamed up with, uh, I pulled a Connor McDavid auto and a Wayne Gretzky auto, which is crazy because I've only done six breaks and I've got a Gretzky auto. Very first break I ever did, the last card I opened was a Wayne Gretzky autograph, and I go upstairs and I'm shaking, and my wife's like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" And I said, "I just pulled this Wayne Gretzky card," and she goes, "Is it for you?" I said, "No, it's for somebody else who was in the break, but it's it's such a rush." So yeah. In the last like month, I've pulled Gretzky and McDavid autos. So yeah, those two would have to be right up there. Sports cards or cryptocurrency? What would be? Uh, well, I look. I don't understand cryptocurrency, so I'm investing <laughs> everything I have in sports cards moving forward. All the uh, all the big rookies, and uh, hopefully, even if there's a downtime, hopefully, like in 30 years, it goes back up, and my kids can actually attend post secondary school. I love it. I love it. We didn't touch football because it's Oiler Game Day. We'll do that another time, Dusty. Enjoy, yeah, it. man. God, I hope we get a little bit of that, buddy. I do, too. I really, really do. Enjoy game day, pal. Enjoy the game tonight. Yeah, good chat with you, man. Yeah, Dustin Nielsen from TSN Radio in Edmonton joining us uh, on the video chat. Yeah, that's exciting. They get game day. It's like, it's like their birthday, right? I mean, I'm excited for them. So do, do we got to do the photo after the break? Okay. I think, you know, if Dusty's still logged in, he probably wants to see this from John Ohm. But uh, he says, great job, Dusty. They love him right now. We've got the photo. All right. There he is. He's got the blue Mohawk on. Isn't that great? Yeah. Good stuff. He's your stylist. John is ready for (laughs) game day. Jets and Oilers. We'll start looking at some of the numbers Coming up on the other side, Josh Donnelly from the U of R Rams, who we'll talk a little football. That'll come up at the bottom of the hour. But next break, we'll go deeper into the matchup that is the Oilers and the Jets, and we'll look at some of the numbers. We'll go to your comments. Tell us what you think is going to happen. And uh, we'll get to the poll question. Uh, We haven't brought up the poll question today, so we'll do that on the other side of the break. It's the Rod Peterson Show on Rod's Week Off here on Game Plus TV Network, Facebook and YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey 
Hey, everybody. Rod and Moose here. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. Moose, we're here. We're holding it. If they don't believe me, <laughs> there it is. Listen. I've been using the Lawnmower 3.0 for what? A couple of months now? Yes. And I love it. What did I say in our last podcast? Chat about this. No cords, no clanky razors. You know what? This is handheld, it's sleek. There are no cords. It's got a 90 minute battery life and a headlight. Yeah. But you now have the 4.0, and I have Ooh. to admit I'm a little jealous. Oh, What do you like about yeah, it? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, that's why we're doing this in the dark, so we can <laughs> test out the headlight. It seems to be uh, not even that loud. Oh. Sounds loud there, but it's actually not that no, loud. It's, it's right uh, up against the microphone. I'm excited. So uh, we're gonna You get... want to know what's new about it? There was only one size trimmer on the 3.0. Now there are four. Oh. There's a travel lock. You ever traveled somewhere and your razor's been on the whole time, and when you get to your destination, your razor's dead? Mm-hmm. This has a lock on it, so that doesn't happen. There's a lot of other things here. As looks-wise, it's sleek, a two-tone matte and gloss finish. Even features a hot foil stamp black chrome Manscaped logo. But more important than that, it's got a ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, which alleviates those little nicks, those little bumps. Honestly, it will change your life, guys. And we're asking you to order now and join over 2 million people worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's fansided20 at manscaped.com. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Okay, you're going to want to be following the Rod Peterson Show's Instagram because tomorrow morning, no, not tomorrow morning. It's, man, it's Wednesday only. This is great. Friday morning, I'll be picking up John Lynch. So Rod always does the video on his own Instagram story. I'll do it on the show's Instagram story, okay? So the Rod Peterson Show on Instagram. Follow along, and you can see what it's like. And if you don't follow, and if you haven't seen it before, these frenzy pickups on Friday are legendary. He's always ready with some sort of a skit. Like, he'll have a a prop. Like, I remember one day at a banjo bowl, or sometimes he'll, like, lift his shirt up or do something wild. He's just incredibly jacked up on Friday morning at like 9 a.m. But it was the banjo bowl, and the riders had won on Labor Day, right? Mm-hmm. So Rod pulls up to pick up John Lynch, and there's John with the garage door up sweeping the driveway. And Rod's like, what are you doing? He's like, we're going to sweep the bombers. We're going to sweep them, right? The back-to-back games. He's incredibly excited, and uh, he's having fun. So I'll be interested to see what John decides to do on Friday for me. Or maybe he'll do nothing. I don't know. I want to be exactly like that when I grow up. Of course. Exactly. John is great. <laughs> he is great. Um, they're loving the dye job of John Ohm, the, uh, the, uh, the blue hair, which I think is awesome on game day. I will say that's super impressive to get that dye job, that um, color, because sometimes when you bleach, it will turn like an orange, but you did a really, really good job, so... That was good. Consider maybe being a stylist now. Tacona Pally says Jets in six for the game tonight. Yes, that's pretty good. Um, trying to roll through, see what else is cooking today. You know, our quick six show topics, it, it, just to kind of re-up on those. We don't have to hit the buzzer here. But we had the Oilers-Jets game day, which we're going to get to here right away. Um, NHL playoffs recap. Uh, um, there was the Penguins winning the Golden Knights winning, which we haven't talked a lot about. But, you know, it was a, a really big game. Now, in that game, it's funny. Marc-Andre Fleury continues to be sensational. He had stopped 70 of 72 shots. They were like midway through game two. He had stopped 70 of 72 in the series. And the team hadn't even scored a goal. So, like, he's just bailing them out left and right. And then all of a sudden, Marcia so answers. Was it like 18 seconds after Dumba had scored to take the lead? He answers, and then they get the lead, and... Chandler Stevenson, the former Regina Pat, you know, ices it late in that game, 3-1. So that was really fun last night. Of course, Tampa going up uh, on their series 2-0 with Florida, which I'm a Panthers fan now. I'm on their bandwagon. So they're not playing bad. They just need to catch some breaks. And uh, somebody even suggested, I think it was on Hockey Night in Canada, 
Will they go to Spencer Knight? Maybe play a third goaltender? They had Drigger play last night. They had um, Bobrovsky playing game one. Do you go to a third goaltender? So that will be interesting. Um, so that's kind of a recap. Point three was Bo Levi Mitchell's comments. He kind of backed the idea of uh, the CFL-XFL merger, and he really went deep on the CFL needing to invest in a younger market. Um, point four, Bob Young leftovers. Um, he says the Ticats will play. He guaranteed the Ticats will play. And then Mark Gody, the uh, CEO of the Ottawa Sports Group that owns the uh, Red Blacks, doubled down on that, and he backed them up, retweeted, said, I'm with you, Bob. We're here in Ottawa. We're with you. We'll play. Um, then we got point five, the Montreal Canadiens allowing 2,500 fans in the stands by May 28th, which would be game six of their first-round series with Toronto if it goes that far. And that prompted a statement by the Alouettes, who were excited about this news and then more optimistic about the season being played with fans in their building. And they said their first home game won't be until September. So kind of leaking a little info about what they might know about the schedule. And maybe that is part of the plan, is that those Eastern teams come west for the first few games of the season, the first month. Wouldn't mind that. And by September, go back home to play their home games. That might be how the early part of the season goes. And to me, that's kind of reading the tea leaves in that statement yeah. by the Montreal Alouettes, right? So that was point six. And some leftovers we didn't even get to. And maybe we will tomorrow, um, the, the Vancouver Canucks situation. I mean, they're wrapping up today, so I don't really want to get deep into this, but it's not good. Jim Benning is going to stay. The Sedins have been offered a job in the front office. And Travis Green is going to coach this game not knowing what his future is. I mean, it's just, it's bizarre, bizarre world in Vancouver. But we'll, we'll do that a little bit uh, tomorrow. But the numbers in this game uh, for the Jets and Oilers, we'll do that after the poll question, because I apologize. You guys have been answering the poll question, our daily poll questions for Capital Automall and Universal Collision Center. And as we head into game one of the uh, Scotia North Division's playoffs, it's which of the four goaltenders in Canada would you want to lead you through the playoffs. And your choices are Carey Price, Mike Smith, Jack Campbell, or Connor Hellebuck. And half of you on Facebook say Connor Hellebuck of the Winnipeg Jets. Mike Smith and Jack Campbell are splitting the bottom at 11%. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Carey Price back in net, scheduled to start game one for the Montreal Canadiens. So that will lead us to today's face-off for the Ultimate Fan Zone and the Mad Greek. Amanda? Which goaltender would you want leading you in the playoffs uh, Ooh, of the um, four? Carey Price. I'm going to go with him. He's Carey a winner. Price. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's Carey Price. Carey Price think? has one. Yep. You think Carey Price can get it done for Montreal and they can beat Toronto? I think so. That would be interesting. I'm going to go with Connor. Stamp on it. I'll go with Connor Hellebuck <laughs> okay. because he's the, Resna, the, the reigning Vesna trophy winner. He was pretty good down the stretch. Wasn't so good against Edmonton, but if he plays well against Edmonton, I think Connor Hellebuck has the most upside. I think he's the best of the group right now when he's at the top of his game. So I'll go uh, Connor Hellebuck. You're going Carey Price. I like it. Let's see. The face-off for the Ultimate Fan Zone, your one-stop shop for the sports fan on your list. Visit the Man Cave downtown Moose Jaw or visit their new website, and you can order online. It's pretty great. And for the Mad Greek in Moose Jaw, available for licensed dining, takeout, or delivery, head to themadgreekeatery.com for more information. Uh, still got some time left in this segment, so let's get into that uh, the uh, game tonight. Just to give you a look at some of the numbers here as we head into the game. Special teams has been a factor. Most of these games, um, a lot of goals in the, in the playoffs, special teams is huge. We don't see as many power plays, as many opportunities. But the Oilers come in with a number one power play in the NHL at 27.6%. The Jets, number seven. And maybe I should do this the other way. The Oilers come in with a number one power play at 27%. The Jets have the number 13 penalty kill at 80.5%. The Jets have the number seven power play, but in their last 10 games, it was just 8%. Over the season, it was 23%. And the Oilers have the ninth best penalty kill at 82%. And over their last 25 games, their, their penalty kill was actually better. It was 92%. So you got a power play coming in at 8% over the last 10 games. Power play, penalty kill, that was 92%. The Oilers have a distinct advantage on special teams. I think the Jets need to keep this game five on five if they're going to have a chance goaltending 
Mike Smith in the head-to-head series, a 936 save percentage. Connor Hellebuck, 877. The Oilers went 7-2 and two in the season series. McDavid, 22 points in the season series. There was never a game that he was held off the score sheet in nine games against Winnipeg. Seven goals, 15 assists. And to that effect, Leon Dreisaitl had 12 points of his own, seven goals in the season series. And, I mean, Mike Smith, he's 39. But, I mean, he looks like the Mike Smith from 2012 when he was leading Arizona to the conference final. And you heard Dustin Nielsen talk about high-danger chances that Winnipeg mm-hmm. gives up a lot of them. And I didn't want to get I, – I, I left out the advanced stats, the Corsi and all of that, because that's confusing. And it's incredibly confusing trying to say it over the air with no graphics, right? But the Winnipeg Jets have allowed the fifth most – High danger chances per 60 minutes. They're allowing a lot of really good scoring chances. That's more than any other team in the playoffs. How about that? And Winnipeg, of course, we know, 3-7 and seven in their final uh, 10 games limping into the playoffs. But you can wipe the slate clean when it comes to playoff time. Yep. Right? Connor Hellebuck can wipe the slate clean. Those last 10 games don't matter. You're 0-0. Zero and zero. The series is even. And anything can Happen. I think we're talking about Crosby, right, John? Scary good if he's on his game? Or are you talking about Hellebuck? Because he's pretty good when he's on his game. And you're right. The Jets need to stay out of the, out of the penalty box. Uh, Jennifer Illingworth watching. She says, yep, I think uh, talking about either one of those guys. Is it Hellebuck or is it McDavid? I'm not really sure. But it could be for either, right? Scary good when he's on his game. They bo- it applies to both of those guys. Uh, lineups, just to note. Nikolai Ehlers, Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, Paul Maurice saying there'll be game time decisions. So we'll find out if Nikolai Ehlers and Pierre-Luc Dubois will play. But yesterday for practice, Paul Stastny was practicing in a regular jersey. Looks good to go. Nikolai Ehlers and uh, and Andrew Kopp were both in non-contact jerseys and there was no Pierre-Luc Dubois at practice. But again, that's practice. We'll find out what happens when they play tonight. So... Looking forward to that. And apparently, Tyler Ennis won't be in the lineup. Uh, Chason will draw in. Zach Cassian back for the Oilers. And that back end for Edmonton has played a lot better this year uh, than they did a year ago. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, are you going to get into the playoffs now that, uh, oh, yeah. that, the, that the North plays tonight? Yeah, especially with all this talk and reading all the comments. Everybody's super excited. I'm getting into it. So you've got all the notes. Yeah. Okay, you've got all the notes. You've got all the numbers. Who do you got? Oh my gosh! I, I know. Don't, I don't even know where to begin. Put you on the spot. Okay. How about you? You got a com- no. You got a commercial break to think <laughs> about it, and then we're going to get your thoughts on the other side before we uh, bring in uh, Josh Donnelly, the U of R Rams okay. quarterback, and switch to football for a segment. So uh, sit on that. Let's get your predictions in the uh, comments section yes. on Facebook and YouTube. What do you think happens in Game One tonight? And what happens in the series? Write in and we'll get to your comments uh, on the Prairie Mobile text line, too. It's open, 306-840-8777. We'll get to those. It's finally off the charger. So uh, that's coming up here on the Rod Peterson Show on Rod's Week Off here on Game Plus, Facebook and YouTube Live. And listen live for Sud's full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. All right, welcome back to the Rod Peterson Show. Rod's week uh, off, not on vacation. He's off doing other work on the recovery side, increasing that certification process. Look what we found in the break. Can we show Amanda? She found herself uh, an Oilers jersey, so here we go. It's game day. What the heck? I just found this on the floor. Oh, sure. (laughs) You pulled it out of your closet. You were waiting all day to wear it. (laughs) I'm going to be taking this team, and I put on the jersey, and now I'm absorbing it. All right. Do you have a team? Do you have a team in hockey? Um, I'm... 
not really. Yeah. Like, I'm not like a huge. I'm more of a CFL fan and an um, NFL fan. I'm, right. Sorry, guys. So I'm more of a football type of person. So I could go either way. But I'm going to go with the Oilers. She's got the Oilers. All right. So we asked <laughs> you to sit that through the break. John Olm, you haven't made too many friends in Winnipeg by putting on the uh, Oilers jersey. Craig Smith's a Jets fan. But he can see and uh, he can't see them beating the Oilers. McDavid, Dreisaitl. Sure hope they can. Oilers in five. But goaltending can help win a series. Uh, Canucks in 82. Uh, yeah, Richard Broder. Uh, Bucky's got to be the best. Hellebuck, he does. He has to be the best. Bang on, Craig. Bang on. Uh, to football. And we go out on the video chat to uh, University of Regina Rams uh, quarterback Josh Donnelly who joins us uh, here in Regina. How are you, Josh? I'm good, good. How's it going? Uh, it's going really well. It's good to see you. Um, how are things with you right now? I mean, middle of your off season, kind of getting prepared. This would normally be close to spring camp time for you guys ish. Um, how are things in, in your world? Uh, I think different, different is the the best way to put it these days. Um, a little bit slower. Uh, you don't see the guys as often as you'd like to, and uh, you're not doing the same type of training that we would be doing at this time of year, but uh, we're doing our best to kind of get ready for what uh, what's to come for the summer and the season. Is that is that the standard Zoom background for all the team calls? Is that the is that the spot? Do you got a little setup that you use every day? Pretty much, yeah. This is my uh, my home office, laundry room turned home office. I like it. I like it. The acoustics are good. It's a clean background. That's what you need. So, how has the off season been? And you know, working with. Your new head coach, Mark McConkie, I mean, hasn't had that opportunity to get on the field as a head coach, but I mean, he's been around a long time. What's his influence been like on this group and on you specifically? Mark's awesome. I don't think I can say enough about how, uh, how excited I am to get working with him. Um, I know he, he's a young guy and that's kind of the thing with him, but he's also just so willing to learn and uh, the new culture that he's kind of bringing to the team. Uh, moving forward, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that kind of plays out on the field. What do you know? What are they telling? Like, are you guys excited? Like, do you are you guys pretty confident that you're going to get on the field? And not that you know we're digging for inside info here, but you know, what is the feeling amongst the players in terms of trying to get on the field in in September? Well, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure this is public news that they just announced a six game season. So usually yeah. we play eight games. Um, so we're, we're expecting a six game season and a little bit of a later start. Um, but what I can tell, um, just hearing from Mark and uh, from some other coaches around the league that, uh, they're pretty confident that we're going to play this year. That we're going to find a way to, you know, adjust the travel regulations and all that sort of stuff and, uh, make our, all our different, you know, precautions for how we're going to proceed and, and get on the field. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm much more confident about U sports getting on the field, uh, just a little easier than, than the CFL, a little less on the logistics side. But um, I'm, I'm interested in a couple of things. One, this Rams team, you know, for those that are following the Canada West, how is this Rams group looking ahead to the season, your weapons and, and where this team kind of is um, as you guys get set to compete? Well, I think the big thing last year, um, back I guess 2019, we were we were considered a young team, um, and we had our struggles, a little bit of ups and downs. But I think moving forward, now going into you know the 2021 season, we're a lot older, a lot more mature, and all those young you know stars, I guess you can say, those young guys that um, were touted to be good players in the future are, are kind of grown up now, I guess. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think we're going to turn a lot of heads. And uh, really surprised the league next year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. And you got on the field as a freshman, which that must have been a challenge and an exciting challenge for you. What was that like? What did you learn from that experience getting on the field as, as a true freshman? It was definitely uh, it was definitely a wake up call. There was definitely that switch from high school to university. The the level of play and the speed of the game is is all uh, a little bit faster. Um, but I think even just the growth from game one to the last game of the year, um, there was just, just a, a more comfortability that kind of came with it. And um, now moving forward, having a couple more, I guess a really extended off season, a couple months to kind of get my head around everything and get more into the playbook and spend some more time with Mark talking things through and 
um, I'm really looking forward to next year, and I think we'll uh, we'll do big things for sure. Awesome. I just got a couple more for you. One, I'm kind of you know excited because I know your abilities, but you got a pretty good uh, counterpart in your quarterback room in Sawyer Bittner, right? Uh, out of Moose Jaw, and he's played at this level. Are you looking forward to that competition, and what's the relationship kind of been like? So far, it's been awesome. Sawyer, he's a great guy, um, great locker room presence. He's a super funny dude. Um, and he's, he's a really smart guy. He's, he's been all over the place. And um, I've been, you know, fortunate enough to be able to pick his brain and kind of go back and forth with some different things that he sees and some playbook stuff and how he approaches the game and all that sort of stuff. So um, I'm really looking to, to keep learning from him. And, um, and he's going to make me better. The competition, I think it brings out the best of both of us. So uh, Mark has said the, the best guy is going to play. So it's going to force me to be at my best if I want to be back on the field next year. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that for sure. So now, you know, as we get set to go through the summer and into the season, what's next for you? You know, school, training, um, what's your summer look like? Well, I'm finishing up the spring semester right now. Um, and then I think it's just slowly getting back on the field. We're kind of working our way from, you know, right now we're allowed eight guys in the field, um, social distance, masks, all that sort of stuff to, eventually hopefully getting a little bit bigger groups and some more guys and then gradually making our way to fall camp. So that's just a, it's a slow process and it's been the the waiting game this entire time during the pandemic here, but um, something we're used to and we're ready to kind of take head on. Hey Josh, um, I know you kind of mentioned training and at the facility that I go to, I always see you grinding. I always see you working really hard and putting in that extra work to get to where you need to get to. And I know it's been a long road for you guys not knowing what's happening. And I wanted you to speak on how important that was that you still train through that time to kind of build that base. Because now you potentially have a season coming up, right, with these games. How important was it to kind of build that base so that you come back to your season kind of ready to go, maybe injury-free? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, uh, I'll first give a shout out to the Regina Sports Performance Center there that you're talking about. Um, that's been a huge new facility in Regina for us to to keep throwing and staying fit and all that sort of stuff uh, in the off season in the winter months. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. The uh, I think the gap between the players that have been working out and training this entire extended off season um, between those players that haven't, and there's going to be a, a pretty big gap, and it's going to be interesting to see once we get back on the field. Um, you know, who's been putting in the work the last, you know, year and a half um, and who hasn't. So it'll be, uh, it'll be exciting to see and it'll be interesting for sure. What do you think? I just want to ask one more question. What kept you going throughout that time? Because as an athlete myself, like I know it's hard because there was a lot of uncertainty in that time. What personally kind of kept you going through that? It's a tough, that's a tough question. I think, um, the end of last year, we had such a good, you know, little run of momentum, two wins to kind of finish out the year. And it was just such a good feeling in the locker room that we were kind of had such a good future moving forward. And then once we had the season taken away from us, it was it was almost just more time to ensure that we're ready to go for 2021, I think is kind of the way that I looked at it. Um, rather than losing a year, which I guess some guys did, but um, rather than losing a year, we just had more time to prepare and make sure that we were ready to go. Um, so I just didn't want to waste that time. I wanted to make sure that I was using that to the fullest. And uh, once, you know, August or September comes for our upcoming season, that uh, those last, you know, year and a half didn't go to waste. Yeah, I agree. Josh, uh, I appreciate your time. We got to run, um, but we're looking forward to seeing you guys back on the field. I, I, I have to be on a sideline or in a broadcast booth uh, in September. So uh, looking forward to that. Awesome. Thanks for having me. You bet. Josh Donnelly is the quarterback for the University of Regina Rams. You can get your Rams 50-50 tickets and support their uh, scholarship program, uh, ReginaRams5050.com. We'll take a break. Viewer takeover in the overtime coming up next. This is the Rod Peterson Show on Game Plus TV Network, Facebook and YouTube Live, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at RodPeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. 
All right, we can just uh, settle down here and relax. If you notice, remember when I hosted before, guys? The crutch, I would always move this. It would just be all the time, right? Do you, rem- do you remember that? Yeah. Have you noticed what I what I've been doing for the last three days? How about that? I, I haven't been touching the mic, but have you noticed what I have been doing instead? A lot of this, a lot of this, a lot of this, a lot of hands. It's the ADD, okay? Rod and I are squirrels. It's just what we do. Have you noticed? I have. I've been doing a lot I think of, I have that too. I think it's fidgeting. just people that are excited to do stuff and just get a little passionate about what they do and they have high energy. So I like it. Uh, bad thing. We'll get to lots of your comments. Uh, anything you guys want to talk about, about the game tonight, um, about the football, uh, CFL news that's come down over the past uh, 24 to 48 hours. Are you excited they're going to play? I'd love to get your thoughts um, and we'll get there. Uh, Chris Robinson, and some of these are going to be from a little while ago, but I didn't get to all of your comments. Chris Robinson uh, asks, uh, Dupes, if you moved one single thing on Rod's desk, will he notice next week? Ooh. Well, I put the Oilers up here, but before that, I don't know if you noticed what's front and center. The Titans football. I made sure that was front and center, uh, especially early in the week. But it's game day, so the Oilers get the uh, front seat. <laughs> um, so he would notice if this was a mess back here, because it kind of is. Yeah. He would notice. Um, what else do we got in here? A lot of go Jets. Uh, Ryan McCarthy in Saratoga, New York, before back, uh, I think it was back in hour one. Since Quebec has given the Alouettes some sort of direction, would Ontario-based teams be willing to play the first month of the CFL season in Montreal and Laval till things in Ontario clean up, clear up? And, well, I think what we got in that Montreal Alouettes statement that came out yesterday in response to the 2,500 fans being allowed into Bell Centre by May 28th is they said... Their home schedule is not expected to start till September. So they're excited about where things will go. I think they've just told us that the plan is for the first month to be on the road. That's what I take away from it. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to play somewhere else. And I think maybe teams are going to come to Saskatchewan and Winnipeg and, you know, some Western communities that are in better shape. That makes me a little bit more excited that maybe there's a plan in place that we haven't heard about. Exactly. It makes me hopeful for the future. And I I feel like everyone feels the same way with that. That's all it takes, right? That's all it takes is a little bit of info. Tell us what you're talking about. Give us a little sample and we get excited. And I I think it's true. I mean, Bob Young, whom I don't know personally, but even from talking to Rod, a a guy I respect and trust to deliver truthful news, Mm -hmm. to not lie to you. I'm pretty excited. If he thinks they're going to play, who am I to disagree? But again... As Rod mentioned in his Wednesday commentary, I'll believe it when I see it. So I kind of have to go along with that. Bill Lothian says, so well done, Amanda. You and Dupes skipped along perfectly. Great show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Amanda. <laughs> oh, my God. Because it's been great. I mean, it was awesome. I yeah. missed you. I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah, I know. A um, couple of other comments uh, that we'll get to here. Um, we got Tammy Welker's name figured out. It's not tame. It's tamey. We learned that today. That was exciting. Um, And tomorrow on the show, which, I mean, we got some time left in the segment, so we can stretch this out. But tomorrow on the show, I'm really excited. We're going to get Sean Reynolds in with a recap of the Oilers and the Jets. Um, We're going to have Paul Hendrick in, formerly of Leafs TV, for the Leafs and Habs preview as they get set for game one. Uh, Tanner Brightman is going to come on. There's big basketball news in Western Canada. Huge Western Canadian basketball news that we're going to drop tomorrow. And this is what I'm really excited for. And some of you, I mean, I'm 34. So if you're around my age or older, tell me if you remember this name, Dan Moriarty. Do you know Dan Moriarty? I used to watch every Saturday morning, I watched NHL Cool Shots with Dan Moriarty. It was Awesome. Made me fall in love with hockey. I mean, Dan Moriarty did NHL Cool Shots, and Brett Lindros, <laughs> brother of Eric Lindros, hosted yeah. NHL Be a Player. This was me as a kid. I mean, it's Sunday morning and Saturday morning. I'm watching these shows back-to-back, half-hour, magazine-style shows that were geared to kids. And I, and I think any hockey fan would love it to get you to fall in love with the game. 
we heard stories of the Stanley Cup. We saw, you know, Dennis Leary, big hockey fan. He was interviewed on the show. And Kurt Russell, after he played Herb Brooks in the movie Miracle, he was interviewed. And they took you behind the scenes and told you the stories of the game. It's so cool. So Dan Moriarty is going to come on the show tomorrow, and I'm excited for some of the hockey stories. He's now in Southern California. He's done some work with the San Jose Sharks since he has left. He's doing some great leadership coaching uh, stuff on the business side as well. So I'm excited to reconnect with Dan Moriarty, who I connected with when I was down in L.A. um, a few years ago now. So it'll be really great to connect with him. When I texted him, he's like, yeah, sure, I'll come on. Really great to hear from you. So uh, Dan Moriarty from... And awesome. from NHL Cool Shots. And Ryan McCarthy from New York says, didn't Dan suit up for a couple shifts with the Wild in a preseason game for NHL Cool Shots? He absolutely did. I heard the story, and I'll get Dan to tell it tomorrow. He told me um, he went to training camp with the Minnesota Wild. That's with Jacques Lemaire, Marion Gabarik. Help me out. Who else was on that expansion Minnesota Wild team? Um, that was fun. That was fun. And he got to play in a preseason game. He's lining up against Paul Curry and Timu Solani. He's a host of a TV show. It's like you or me going, like, lining up in an NHL game or you lining up in a CFL football preseason game. Like, mind blown how they let this happen. But Mind blown. I'd have a chance. Clark says he thinks you'll do okay. I'll do okay. <laughs> but I'd I, get, be here, I get what you're saying. I would show up the next day in a full body yeah. cast and I wouldn't be able to move. I'd be able to run away. You'd at least be able I to got run the away. Speed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wayne Grolo says, good show, dupes and Amanda. Well Thank done. You. Yep. Thank you, Wayne. Enjoy the game. Uh, Tacona Pally, being from Winnipeg and loving the CFL, I'm embarrassed with Commissioner Ambrosi and his misleading of the players and fans. Yeah, but now the owners are going rogue, baby. They're going rogue. And they're telling you that they want to play. At least mm-hmm. Bob Young is. Not going to speak for everybody else. And Craig Dickinson thinks they're going to play. He's not an owner. He's the head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But between him, the Red Blacks have now said that they are with him and, and will play. So away you go. From the show account? Just logged in. Is it ugly sweater day? Talking to me? Talking to Amanda? Me? This, this. <laughs> I think he is. That's okay. All right. Ugly sweater day here in the, uh, the RP show. No, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Hey, Vegas is, uh, is winners. They're, on a, they're uh, coming off a win even in their series. So Rod's in a good mood today, clearly. That go. game went his way. Tonight's game will be fun, too. We'll see uh, what happens between the Jets and the Oilers. Seven and two. The Oilers against the Jets in the regular season. Do the Jets have some magic in them? we got one minute left in this show. So uh, uh, final thoughts to you. Um, how are you feeling? And this is going to be random. Yeah. How are you feeling about your Chicago Bears? I'm feeling good, actually. They had a good draft. I, I, I give them like an A-plus draft, to be honest. And with Justin Fields, it gives me hope. I honestly, honestly didn't really like Andy Dalton. I'm going to say that. And I know there's going to be some people backlash on me. Justin Fields, you are the future. And less than 30 seconds. What's up for you this weekend? Oh, I'm actually starting a speed training camp for athletes at Douglas Park here in Regina, Saskatchewan. It's going to be 2.30 to 3.30. You can sign up by messaging me on Instagram, and I have a link in my bio. It's going to be this weekend to June 10th. All right. Game day. Jets and Oilers. We'll recap it tomorrow and tee up the uh, Leafs and Habs. Throwing a wrap. McFly, hello! For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.